This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Illinois and Indiana's first rain came with a derecho last week. When Iowa had its derecho a few years ago, it caused more crop damage than the rain helped. The Iowa derecho came later in the summer, so corn had pollinated and there were ears. Hard to harvest corn when stocks are horizontal. Last week's derecho occurred before pollination. Stocks were growing fast, making them more susceptible to wind damage. Most hail policies do not cover wind. I added some wind coverage to my crop insurance last week. The movement of the Texas Ridge East allowed the airflow to bring Pacific moisture and repetitive systems into the driest areas of the Corn Belt, crossing west to east, riding the cap of the ridge below the I-80 corridor from Nebraska to Indiana and further. There was a good reprieve for stressed crops, so now what next? The rain alone is not enough to finish these crops, but more systems are expected to bring additional rain. Even better help to Corn Belt crops is a cool-off in temperatures. Forecasts lack confidence the further out they go, but the way it looks now, the ridge placement that allowed these rains is going to last most of July. The Bermuda High is absent, so more moisture is coming from a westerly direction into the Corn Belt from the Pacific rather than from the Gulf. The trend will probably turn back drier again. The next argument is whether rains were drought-busting. Probably not, but they averted in 2012. A market recovery from the bearish acreage report for corn may battle against favorable July weather. Friday's USDA quarterly stocks and planted acreage reports successfully pulled the market's attention away from the weather. Stocks reports were bullish for both corn and soybeans, as well as the plunge in soybean planted acreage. Corn acreage, however, was decidedly bearish at 94.1 million acres, which was 2.1 million more than March intentions. The high end of the trade estimate was 93 million acres, so it was a blowout. We were suspicious, but obviously no one saw that coming to the degree it did. I shared the anecdotal story of how we saw late May planted crops here that should have been soybeans come up as corn on corn instead. That was indeed the bellwether. They must have seen wet conditions in North Dakota and decided that we would lose corn acres, so they opted to go with corn. Big mistake. 2.1 million more corn acres than March intentions, using 175 bushel per acre yield, adds 367 million to production. Corn stocks came in 149 million less than the average trade estimate. Even when less corn stocks in the year ago were deducted from the increased production from higher acreage, that is a net 218 million bushels more corn. The 2.257 billion bushel carryover the USDA predicted in June was already priced negative. USDA will have to sort this out for the July WASDE report. I think a final yield will be 171 to 175 bushel per acre, but expect USDA will not reduce the yield that far in the July report. I think farmers made poor acreage choices. Overplanting corn acres while underplanting soybean acres will have profound repercussions. The reason no analyst got corn or soybean acres right is that what farmers planted made no sense. There was no agronomic or balance sheet reason to do this. It will produce a windfall for South American farmers. The flip side of the 2.1 million more acres is 4 million less soybean acres. At 52 bushel per acre, that is a 208 million bushel less production. Soybean stocks at 472 million bushel were 316 million less than the average trade guess. Add the fewer stocks and reduced production together, 
and over a half million bushels of soybeans just disappeared from the balance sheet. The USDA's 350 million bushel projected soybean carryover for 2023-24 soybeans just evaporated. Soybeans are going to have to get very valuable in order to ration demand so that there would be any carryover. Very few old crop soybeans remain in U.S. farmers' hands. We'll be exporting fewer soybeans in order to supply our domestic crush. South America will again have incentive to plant every acre. They will plant less first crop corn and all the soybeans they can. Argentina should be rebounding from a drought. The market will not wait for another U.S. soybean crop, but instead buy acres in South America first. Note that the May 2024 soybean contract that Brazil uses for new crop was 45 cents higher Friday, while the November 2024 U.S. new crop soybean contract added just three quarters of a cent. The CBOT is paying Brazilian farmers more to plant more soybeans before U.S. farmers can. Brazilian farmers need to thank U.S. farmers for giving them this great marketing opportunity. If I were in charge of U.S. farmers' cropping decisions, that is not how I would have done this. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.